I bet you were not expecting to hear my voice. And maybe you were, but no, I did not like murder your beloved host. I am just back again for another episode of Who Knows It's Just Life with Kyle Carson. And I'm going to toss it over to him because it is your show. And we can like <laughs> tell the people while I'm, while, like, why I'm here, but go ahead and take it away. Yeah, greetings, good people. Yet again, we have Miss Sierra Lewis joining us today. So this is the third episode in a row, which I'm very thankful to have. Um, have you joined me again? Um, for those who don't know, and just to kind of recap these 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 at least these last three, we'll see if we do more. <laughs> um, but we we first did an episode in the 1619 project um, back in I think we actually ended up recording in March. Yeah, but it was kind of like for a Black History Month type joint. That went so well. We've we've done now three in a row now, which which has been which has been a blast. So we've done a mini series. Yeah, we had literally literally have done a mini series. All right, so so see how would you tell them what, what this episode is going to be? Okay, be so about. this one we're talking about like me versus we, right? The collective versus the individual, um, and how that works and how that shakes out. And so um, this like was like a brainchild of Kyle's, and what kind of prompted him to kind of like do it was I did a podcast on that's what C said. And we talked about being introverts, right? Because your girl is an introvert. And like we talked about how all introverts are not the same. There's like four different types. Um, and I would even like beg to differ. There might be even subtypes. But for for like argument's sake, like the four main ones, there's like social introverts, there's thinking introverts, there's anxious introverts, and then there's the restrained slash inhibited introverts. I go into all the details on my pod. That's what C said. I had like a really great guest, uh, the great Jerrica Newsom. She was on there and we talked about how do black girl introverts navigate in a world that is not ideally built for introverts and especially black women. Right. And so, you know, Kyle like hit me up and like we were talking about doing this mini series and like he like pitched this idea and I'm like, listen, I would love to be on that. <laughs> like I, I love having the conversation of me and we as like the collective and so so yeah like kyle anything you want to add to that yeah I, yeah i'll just add that like first of all everybody check out that episode for sure it was good uh, it was definitely a good one and we'll put a link to it in the show notes and what stuck out to me about your breakdown was first that like i had never thought of it that way but as soon as you describe what those different introvert subtypes were it immediately made sense, and I could think of people who who were in any in any one of those categories, and it lent itself to this episode of like me versus we, because if we go even further, as you were just alluding to, there's probably more than just those four subtypes. There's sub subtypes and whatever right. else, and the reality I think is that everybody is completely unique, completely unique, and we allow ourselves to be fit into these buckets of categorization of people because ultimately we are communal people. Mm-hmm. And so there's we seek value in community. At the same time, there's a little bit of the individual specialness and the uniqueness that's lost when we do pull ourselves into community. And it's not a bad thing. It's just like a, it's just a, we talked about it on the last episode. We talked a little bit of a sacrifice right. to like, embrace the community a self-sacrifice a bit to, to to find commonality in the community but but there's so much value there that it's okay it's a, it's a fair right. it's a fair enough trade-off i think in, in in cases and so to call yourself an introvert 
does yourself a little bit of a disservice because, oh, well, which subgroup are you? And to call yourself this subgroup of introvert, well, that does a little disservice because there's more to it than that for you or for anybody yeah. else, right? And okay. so, so that's kind of when, 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 you, when, you, when you broke it down like that, I was like, man, this, this really, this individual versus collective thing is really a thing. And, and I definitely want to talk through it. And I'm glad to be able to do it with you. So, thank you. Welcome again. <laughs> <laughs> so, before we get into that, let's do a couple quick updates. Okay. One of which you just sent me earlier, which was on. It was Kev on stage, who I follow. We yes. both follow Kev on stage a lot. He's, he's man, it's hilarious. Um, but it was an interesting exchange from a woman who who he actually made fun of yeah. some years ago. And judging by the picture of him at that time, it was many years ago. Yeah, I think it was like <laughs> right when he was like younger. trying to like pop off. So I would yeah. say, and he's like broken out. I would say like in the past like five to six years. Yeah, I mean he looked younger than five or six years ago though. True, true. So <laughs> he might have been longer ago. <laughs> nah, okay. I don't know. I'm I'm teasing. I'm he, he's very he's very if y'all don't know Kevin on stage, he, he makes fun of himself quite a bit. But yes. Um but it was it was actually a, a, a not great moment in his career where he uh fat shamed uh, a woman who was 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 she so she's she's a, a black, queer um, and disabled person who mm-hmm. does cosplay and she does an amazing job with cosplay to the point where she is now very well renowned and, mm-hmm. and famous for it um, her, her her Twitter handle is Midnight Persona we'll put a, we'll put a link to that as well mm-hmm. um, we weren't able to find her name like right. specifically but that might also be by design which is perfectly fine um, but she she's a phenomenal cosplayer she's, she's like yeah. blown up and she's doing well for herself as she should um, but she I think it was like a recent tweet in Sierra. I don't know if you want to get into it because yeah. you don't send it to me, but yeah. And so explain. I love this, right? So, okay. So like there's multi layers and I'm going to try to address all of them. So long story short. Um, so again, she was basically, she made this post and she was saying how like, you know, years ago, Kev on, uh, Kev on stage, like fat shamed her and made her feel really bad about a video she had done where she had like cosplayed and she tried her hardest and like, you know, just, she was having fun and embracing her body um, because she did identify as like, you know, a fat black woman. And so like Kev on stage made these jokes and she's like basically saying like, despite him making these jokes and she's like, I didn't want to do it anymore. I wanted to quit. And she didn't. And like, she really became like this renowned person in the sphere of like Comic-Con and cosplay and all the things. Um, So it got back to Kev on stage and he took full ownership of his actions and his words. And he's like, I'm sorry. And he was like, I, I, I apologize. Um, He's like, I hate how you describe me as, you know, someone who was mean and a bully. And he was like, I was, and he was saying like, that was me. And these are all true. And he was like, in the years, you know, I'm not like that anymore. I really had to dig deep and really learn about fat phobia and intersectionality, um, like womanism, all the things, right. Mm Anti-blackness. And he was like, you know, I apologize. I was trying to make videos and trying to like grow a following. And, you know, I'm not that person today. And I'm, I'm so happy that you're doing well. And I apologize for the effect that I had on you. And um, she tweeted back and she was just saying, like, you know, like, I wasn't expecting him to do that. But I'm glad I got the closure and I'm glad he he took ownership of what he did. And, you know, it was something she wasn't expecting. And, you know, he thanked her for that. And he was saying, like, the least I could do was apologize. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, like, this was very well done. It wasn't like this performative. I'm sorry you feel that way. Right. Or if you, or like if you think I made you feel that way, or him even justifying it, or like it's just jokes, it's just comedy, it is what it is. Um, 
but actions have consequences, right? And words, and, and words have consequences, which yes, is what we talked about last yes, episode. So. Right, like words hurt. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I'm so proud of her because, again, like, and this is what I'm talking about, where it's like you reject and you don't accept the things that people have said about you, right? Because like she said, she, she said she felt like she wanted to quit, like she didn't want it to do it anymore. Yeah. But and it could have been worse. Like enough of that, like sometimes people take their lives in situations like that. Right. right? Like, like, like that could have been, like, thankfully it wasn't. But that, like, enough of that kind of behavior is harmful. And yeah. Physically harmful it can be, right? Because the internet, like, like, whether you want to admit it or not, the internet is violent. Yeah. Twitter is violent. Yeah. Right? And so, like, I'm just glad, like, this was a space for her where she got the closure that she needed. Um, but also to see the growth in Kev on stage as well. Yeah. Because, again, like, we can't always... Here's my thing, right? We are not perfect. Like, we are going to make mistakes. We are going to be flawed. Um, but I think it's about taking ownership and be like, you know what? I effed up. My bad. Um, and you keep it you keep it pushing and you go forward. Don't just come out with, like, these fake apologies and where it's like, oh, I didn't know. Like, I'm done now. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, like, it was just the ownership and the sincerity of it. And so I appreciate that. Yeah, me too. And I appreciate you for almost quoting that, like, verbatim from memory i was i was looking at it while you were saying i'm like damn she like literally is quoting this um so that so kudos <laughs> to you for Thank for you. really capturing that accurately um and, and for sending it to me too because it, it was it was a perfect example of towards the end of the episode last time we talked about in the in the words will never hurt me episode talking about how much imp- how important words actually are and how they do hurt um they can also build and and how apologies are important yeah um and and so kev on stage did like the anti Dave Chappelle basically, and and he, and it's not that like I was gonna say he credit like credit people people get funny about giving credit to people who who've done the harm, but mm-hmm. but I think we can how did you say it? you said it better I should just stop talking <laughs> you said you said like um appreciating mm-hmm. the exchange and and um, I think somebody else tweeted that too like they appreciate the exchange of of her being open and honest and clear about that and be like hey like this really this really jacked me up. And him and he he thanked her for for allowing him to be accountable and, and yeah. giving him an opportunity to apologize, um, and so yeah that that is a, a, a good example of of, of harms and and kind of the premise of this show is who knows it's just life like we we're all some you know what my kid said this said said um I wish I could remember exactly how he said it but basically he he asked me a question he was like is life basically improvisation. And I was like, sagacious child. I was like, damn. (laughs) I was like, absolutely. That's a hundred percent what it is. We're just improvising. We we don't know what's going on. Building the plane. (laughs) We've never seen. We've never seen this before. (laughs) I love that he said that. Like out of the mouth of out of the mouth of the babes. Like literally. That was a listen. Just Jim Joffrey. I might just add that as a tagline to the show. Like welcome to Who Knows is just life, where we acknowledge that life is in for like navigating through life is is improvisation. I love (laughs) because like because he dropped he dropped a a gem on like listen. I was like yo, that's like. He was asking a question, but he was telling me. Right. <laughs> like, I'm like, sir, young man. Yo. Like, just just drop the mic on you. Like For sure. But anyway, so yeah, like the, the whole point. So this is an example of, of that learning and and there being and, and like you said, the internet, Twitter can be violent. And and it can be it can be very it can be very vicious in its correction of people. Yeah. Right? I yeah. mean people and that that's yeah. 
somewhat deservedly so, but also like there's there should be care for the people and that grace. have harmed as well. Like there, there should be a, an opportunity for some kind of a rebound. That the whole cancel culture thing is interesting because you know once like cancellation is almost like are we supposed to interpret like is that death? Is that like are they done? Or is, or is there any ability to come back? And so Kevin on stage, thankfully, graciously, and and he modeled an, an effective apology. Um, he didn't just lean, like you said, he didn't just lean on, oh, it's comedy, eh, jokes, man. Right. You know, so yeah, so, sorry, I didn't really add anything new, but but thank you for bringing that up, because that was a beautiful, beautiful example. And I, there's a couple of things I want to talk about in that too, right? Especially because it's like, I feel like fat black girls were having a moment. Mm. And if y'all peep that reference, it's because y'all watch Survival of the Thickest. And if you haven't, run, don't, don't walk, run to watch it. Michelle Bouvet is... A force, and I think we need this. And here's why I love this show, right? Because people have such a problem with fat black women existing in their bodies and existing in a way that is confident, that is like kick-ass badassery, mm-hmm. right? And where it's like where they are center stage and they're unapologetic, right? Mm-hmm. Like we have seen people attack Lizzo, Monique, like even be- like Monique ran before, so Lizzo, no, Monique walked, so Lizzo, so could, Lizzo run. could run for sure, for sure. And 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 so like. Um, watching this show, it felt like a love letter to black women, to like thick and fat black women, where it's like, you see Michelle Bouvet and like, she's just, she's not shy. She's not timid. She's not self-conscious. And I feel like whenever you have a thick or like a plus size black woman in these spaces, occupying main character things, there's always this element of Am I worthy of love because of my body? Is my does my body make me worthy of this? And it's like yes, yeah, like yeah. the fuck, like pardon my French, but it's like this was so long overdue. Um, and I think this is like it's positive representation for Black queer folks, um, people who I feel like Black people I feel like in general specifically who have not always been on the inside and like and often the fringe of pop culture and black pop culture um and so like seeing this right where like again like you have a woman who was a victim of fat phobic bullying like because i feel like 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 it's like low-hanging fruit yeah it's 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 cheap it's It's cheap cheap. it's very cheap right and so like i i loved everything about her story and i i love that he apologized and he's like i now recognize what fat phobia is yeah right and so i just really wish like we need more things like survival of the thickest because i feel like we need to show people that like um the body is not an apology no and like that's a book i forgot the author i want to say Brittany cooper but i could be wrong um but yes the body is not an apology yeah and so like listen for all the thick and fat black girls i love you like big facts we do we do and 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 kind of a secondary point to that to, to kind of prove the point in terms of the absence mm-hmm. of, 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 of larger black women being like celebrated and just being accepted and all of that and loved um, and, and being and being the, the target of, of affection in movies on screen. Right. Yeah. So the thing that came to mind, I was just looking it up. Um, so stagecoach Mary. Okay, let me back up. Did, did you see the movie? Um, the the Heart of They Fall? Fall? Yes. Yeah. So I, I don't know if you did a deep dive like I did, but 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 Stagecoach Mary, who was played by... Is it Regina? No, not, not the her. The other one, the chick from Atlanta. Yeah. She played Stagecoach Mary. Mm-hmm. Stagecoach Mary in real life was a fully formed black woman. Okay? Okay. And, yes. and, I, and I was like... And so 
and and this was not long after Lovecraft Country came out, and I was thinking that the actors, the actor that played um, Ruby in Lovecraft Country, who was who was heavier, mm-hmm. why wasn't she? Why wasn't she? Um, uh, 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 see, I was about to say casted. <laughs> yeah, why wasn't she casted? Like she was phenomenal in that movie, and and that, and I had to look her up. I didn't know her name um, by, off the top, which I, I again, I that's again the bias around just whatever. But, but her, also, like we're off, we're like we're we're going off the cuff. So like that's how you know it's real. True, true. But her name, her name. So the the actress who played who played Ruby in Lovecraft Country was was Wumi um, Mosaku, and she's yeah. a Nigerian a Nigerian British actor, Nigerian born English actress, um, who. Like was was I haven't seen her. I don't think I've seen her in anything else. But she was great in Lovecraft Country, and, and she just would have fit the the more historical representation of Stagecoach Mary. And it would how great would it have been to have her be the object of the love interest of whatever the main character's name is in that book, in that show, or whatever mm-hmm. that movie? Because that would have done more to that point that you just made the than, desirability, than the, right? Than, yeah, exactly. like where it could like, have made that point, but it chose not to, right? Like, and and that's why I really loved. I love like uh, survival of the thickest because it's not just her being like the love interest, but it's her being this kick-ass main character, mm-hmm. and despite what's being thrown at her, she's confident. Yeah, like like I I love just to see like just a confident black woman. Yeah, um, just occupying space unapologetically, occupying space, especially in places where people feel like because of your like your race and your shape, you don't deserve to be in. Because you had this woman like occupying spaces in fashion. Mm. And I love it. And like it's it's really a, a beautiful I think it's a, again like another beautiful love letter to black women. Yeah. And again, don't don't walk, run to Netflix to go watch it, y'all. <laughs> yes ma'am, I will. I will do that. <laughs> um so to kind of pivot from there mm-hmm. to so that's a good example of of media and and putting us in the right direction towards towards loving and appreciating ourselves. One of the pieces that we saw we, we talked about on, on we exchanged this stuff on Instagram as well recently was two examples of America. Right, the, that um, KKK. That, yeah, America. Yeah, I think you sent me the one with the blind man. Yeah. Yeah. So so. So, so you want to describe that one? Yeah. So there's this video. It's like viral. It's going around on socials, um, and it had it was like a social experiment, right? right? Where you had a black guy and a white guy, both uh, blind, and what they would do is they would walk up to strangers and grab their arm and hold on to it as they're trying to navigate the street. And, and they were obviously like they had they had the the, the, the black guy, the, the, the glasses the glass on, on and the walker, the, the cane, so the cane, yeah, yeah, and. The white man, like, people were shocked at first, and then like, okay, let me help you. But the vitriol that the black man, that that, that he experienced, um, and I know it's a social experiment, but it really broke my heart. Um, Just because, and like, there was like this one snippet where like, this man yanked his hand away so fast, like, he thought he was going to catch the black. Yeah, and and (laughs) that guy, it's the same guy I'm thinking of, he like, wiped his wiped his arm as if, it's contagious. Contaminated by the touch of a black man. Like, wow. And, wow. A blo- and it's just like the lows of human depravity yeah. to like not help somebody in, in need. Yeah. Right? Like this is somewhat like, like it's just like this world really, this country is really anti-black. Mm-hmm. And it's like. It's Anti-Christian too. <clears throat> Ooh, that part too. <clears throat> Good Samaritan where? Nope. Hello. <laughs> And again, and if you're familiar with the the Good Samaritan story, like in the Bible, it talks about how like there was a man on the side of the road and it wasn't the people like and it wasn't like the church folk 
or the people closest to him in his like in group, right? Because everybody was busy and passing him along because they had other things to do. It was the man on the outside group who was like, let me shelter you. Mm. Let me pay your bill. I'll come back in a few more days to provide you with food. Who took care, right? And it's like, I, I hate when people are like, can't we just love one another? You're asking the wrong people. Right. You are asking the wrong people because black and indigenous people have like literally taken care of you colonizers from the get. Yep. Showed y'all how to wash y'all ass and yep. help you not starve. Yep. And like, I don't mean to and be crass. Help, yes. Okay. <laughs> Listen, because y'all, y'all was married to that white woman's blend. Okay. The salt and pepper. I don't even think y'all had that because y'all had to sell oceans just to find spices. So. Anyway. Because <laughs> listen, y'all listen. Y'all know I'm petty. Don't judge me. Nah, I'm with it. I'm with <laughs> it. You're 100% right. But I hate this, like that that burden of why can't we all just get along? Can't, you are asking the wrong people. Like black people have, like, like, like we we are a communal people. We are people who love to share and embrace people and, 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 and will welcome you in. You know what I'm saying? Even mm-hmm. like as we talk, we tackle like the, we'll get into that, like the, 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 the me versus the me we, versus, yep, yep. where it's like, we're just very communal where it's like, I always think about where it's like, we take people in yeah. all the time. And it's like, we, for example, the beach, right? Like we are always looking after somebody's kids. Like last year I went to the beach and little Timmy was like out there, like, and we were pretty far off, had no supervision. <laughs> and I'm just like, Timmy, where are your people's? And he's like, I don't know, somewhere. And Timmy's like five. Oh, my goodness. And I'm just like, Lord, they just like left this little white baby here with me. And I'm like, and I'm just like, I want to make sure he's safe. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, sir, if I can't swim. If you go under, Timmy, you a goner. <laughs> not, <laughs> like, not Timmy. Like, like, Timmy, like, go to your parents. <laughs> like, somebody should be watching you. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? Yes, Timmy. Go back to <laughs> Well, which which is a perfect segue into the to, when you sent me the blind the blind men experiment, that reminded me of the one I had seen within the same week, which yeah. was which was the, the one with the two the, the two, two girls. girls, and this one was equally gut wrenching and heartbreaking. Yeah, they had a little black girl, like you know you can picture like a city street with like a like a like a little cutout of the sidewalk where there's a tree, mm-hmm. and you know people walking. It's right by an intersection. The median, the, yeah. The median of a street, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people walking past. You know, and there was even like somebody with with some kind of a vest, might have been a crossing guard or something like that. Um, and this this black girl sitting there at 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 the, near the tree, people are passing by, passing by, passing by, passing by, right? Nothing. Just she just sitting, she just standing there, nothing. Then they replace her with a white girl, and there's f- count countless examples of people. Oh, they go they they go down to a knee. Hey, and, and we don't, we don't, we're not getting any audio, but you right. can imagine the conversations. Are you okay? We're, and everybody's looking around, like, oh my gosh, like, who are your people? Where are your people? What are the, basically what you did for Timmy? Mm-hmm. Everybody's doing for this little white girl, but nobody did for the little black girl. Yeah. And and like a lot of times it was being re tagged as like you know racism in thirty seconds. Like if you if you don't believe racism is over, like watch this. Uh, I'm sorry, if you believe racism is over, watch this. Just, both of those just together are are just gut wrenchingly, yeah, humbling for where we are as a country yeah and for me like my i have a soft spot for like black girls Mm -hmm. and and black women especially black girls um because it's like damn like like when i saw that i'm like ain't nobody checking for us Mm -hmm. and it's just like i just wish 
Like, and I, even as an actor, right? What does that do to you as an actor where it's like, yeah. because yes, you're an actor, but you're still a black girl at the end of the yeah. day. You're representing yourself. Yes. And it's like, how does that feel to know like nobody's checking for me? Yeah. And it's like, I, I, I just, my heart, like I, 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 I cry internally <laughs> because it's like, yo, like black women, black girls are just so neglected black girls right and there was like i think we talked about like the last time i was here about the adultification Mm -hmm. um there was a study that shown that black girls are more likely to be perceived as more experienced to know more about adult content like sex um more likely to be assumed to be more mature for their ages um whereas white girls like white girls get the benefit of the doubt and so it's just like People think like, oh, she's a black girl. She can take care of herself. And it's like, nah, like show up for her, mm-hmm. like pull up for her. Um, and so like, I'm real big on that. Like, yeah. I, like I'm real big on like loving, like loving on and pouring into little black girls because yeah. I really want them to see like that they matter. And it's like, if ain't nobody else got you, black women got you. That's true. And, and, and that, that is true. But it should be everybody. Every, and, and, and right. That's, and that's the point that, that hopefully we get out of this, these, these these clips and that we're reminded of of the need for everybody to look out for everybody which is a good segue into yeah. the main topic of discussion here we me versus we and so as i was thinking through this topic one of the layers of it is of course i always i always wind up talking about capitalism right and how the united states is predicated on this idea of individualism Mm-hmm. And obviously capitalism exploits that individualistic identity and and the labors associated with that yeah. and rewards them accordingly. And and we each read a few different articles about that notion. Um, my Mine was pretty interesting. It, it talked about how in the United States we assume that individuality, capitalism, and our individual pursuits benefit all of society. You know, like, oh, rich people getting rich and capitalism working to, to keep rich, to get rich people rich, like benefits everybody. And, and I think people with with maybe not the most investigative look will say, oh, look at cars. Look at all these inventions. Look at all these comforts that we've invented that capitalism has brought forward. And aren't we all better off because of all these these nice, comfy features of life? And you could say yes. But. If you look closer, you can see all the disparities, the wealth disparities, the fact that a lot of people are actually struggling. And in the article I read, which was by Pava Marie Lepere, called The Crisis of Individualism, talked about that. Plus, it also talked about the tragedy of the commons, which was like a, a classic example that probably a lot of us are familiar with. But it was basically like if if there's a, a plot of land that has cows on it and a bunch of different families are benefiting from the cows and drinking the milk, whatever. If a family decides, oh, I want to get more cows so that I can get more milk, and then they get more cows on there, and maybe a few families do that, eventually the cows will overgraze, and then all the cows will die, and all the people will die or have to move out because there's no longer enough grains, or sorry, no longer enough grass to feed the cows to feed the people. Right. Um, and that's because a couple of people were, in their minds, doing a right thing for their own selves in terms of owning and and contributing to more cows but but had dire consequences elsewhere so um the point that the tragedy of the commons doesn't make that the author makes is that the cost of that is desperate 
so like the person who happened to own more cows might have suffered less than the people who didn't and that's what we're living with right now yeah and so anyway i thought it was a really good article that that basically highlighted how this culture's individuality can be detrimental to us as a collective and so for, for me i see that as as a failing of our system and and i'm striving to build community and find areas where we can we can kind of strip away the individuality and and re, re, regain the idea of tribe and 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 community community and village is it a failing of the system well no i guess that's how the system's designed is that what you're getting at yeah like <laughs> for real because it's like even like when you're talking about that right like um like for my job we're reading bell hooks right we have a book club and we're talking about all about we're reading all about love but someone brought up the idea of like you know because of like we had like this black and brown people in like our neighborhoods where it's like and i grew up this way right where it's like you had somebody like if you like we had our own like ubers and door dashes right like like that was our thing but capitalism has come in it has you know decimated our housing Mm -hmm. you know gentrified our neighborhoods and so you know mr johnson going to the store you ask him hey can you pick me up some milk you can, you now have to try, like, pay somebody right. to like DoorDash that to you, or when you're home and you're sick, you might not have a good neighbor who's like, "Hey, I made you some chicken soup," or "I'm gonna go to the store and pick this up for you." Right? Or who, who even knows their neighbors? I don't. As I when I know like, we were talking earlier about your neighbors and like you like help them out, and I'm like, man, like I just got new neighbors and they don't they questionable. Yeah. Now my old neighbors, she was a vibe, but I'm just like, but again, capitalism because. Rents increased, yep. pushing more people out. Yep. And so it's like... And even just the busyness. Like, even if you're in the same community for a long time, like, I've been privileged enough to be in. Like, it took me years to get to know my neighbors, which is tragic. Like, it, I should have gotten to know them earlier by, by a communal standard, but, you know. But, I mean, but you know them now. Like, that's I all do. that matters. And they hold me down, too. Like, they they right. like, they, they call me today talking about, oh, can... can uh, like there's a delivery coming in and it needed to be refrigerated so it may like I, I and I was here and I was able to to grab it um but but they hold me down too all the time like there's there's yeah. stuff where they get my mail or doing something something for me so so it's it's beautiful to have that relationship but yes. I feel like that's more rare than common these days and even like with like 4th of July for me right like my friend was like hey come out we're going to like this neighborhood and it was like for Virginia Beach it was very diverse right it was and it was so communal like i literally saw like black white latino like all types of people young old and like we were like situated behind like mount trashmore so it's like well we weren't at trashmore which is like this big park and they have like mount trashmore it's like a it's a park where it was like built on a landfill it's actually really nice and kind of pretty um so like they do fireworks but they were kind of charging people so like they're like listen like our neighborhood isn't far you can see them from there but in the meantime we're gonna do our own fireworks and it was beautiful and it was just the kids had such a great time and like that communal like, like that communal thing i think like they had like a like a ma- like a massive wagon load of you know fireworks like we like and for like hours like two or three hours we had our own little show going and they were nice um so like that community community block parties you know, like, like, like I miss that, like, like, as an adult, like I used to have that all the time as a kid Yeah. where it's like, Hey, like, you know, um, and Shirley's firing up the grill. Like she lives two houses down and like the whole neighborhood being like invited where it's like, Hey, whose kid is this? You want a hot dog? Like right, right, right. just like that <laughs> taking care of people's kids. Yeah. Um, 
but again like the system like but again that's what capitalism does right where it says like it's all about me all about my individual needs and how i can get what i can get out of it and maximize my profit and line my pockets at the expense of whoever yeah particularly black and brown folks yeah and part of the the ingenious way that it's set up and this article gets into it too is that it separates the haves from the have-nots for the most part um so that when the suffering is occurring there's either just genuine ignorance or 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 just a willing like looking the other way when there is any proximity and it's explained away by whether or not you weren't a lost in the game of capitalism it's like well you should you should have worked harder if and they talk if, about if that. If you're poor, you should have worked harder. You know what I mean? Like, why didn't you just do better? Yes. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You know what I mean? And I'm like, you didn't even have bootstraps. You had Velcro sneakers. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> sir. Like, you were out here, and the rest of us. <laughs> you know? Like, the rest of us, like, it reminds me of Men of Honor, you know, at Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah, yeah. And they sliced my man's bag. Like, mm-hmm. you know, well, not my man's, but they sliced <laughs> his bag, you know? And it's like, they telling us, like, pull yourself up by the boot strings. You done hit the strings. You done hit, like, like the boot itself. Mm-hmm. You have to find the boot first. Right. And so in my, in my, um, my article, it talked about that, right? The one that I read. And it talks about how, like, we, we talk about, like, these identities, right, of, like, our identities comprise of, like, being American and mm-hmm. then, like, our other individual ideas of, like, or, or things that factor in, like, race or religion. And so, and when they ask people, like, what, and, it, and they didn't, okay, so people talk about, like, the, what is it to be American? And it's, like, these are aspirational things at best. Right. Right? right. Like, freedom forever, like, freedoms, uh, fr- like, freedom, um, equality of opportunity um but when they surveyed people like what's american to you they listed political parties Hmm. they listed like other groups Hmm. right yeah like it wasn't these values that we think that 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 america would like you to believe and like with this whole idea of you know if you work really hard um like this this notion that you can buy into the american dream and you can be american and like they were saying it's like this notion to be american air quotes it's like to forsake everything else and work really hard and you'll have everything that you want and that's not true because it mm-hmm. neg- it, it neglects to mention that people don't people face different obstacle courses i'm sorry, different obstacles, obstacles. Yeah. um cuz we're all running different courses right yeah yeah um like and even, with different starting points. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Where it's like when people are like, I don't have white privilege. I grew up in, in, in poverty. But I'm like, you don't ever have to question if your name, uh, like when you go for a job interview, if your name will automatically disqualify you. Right. You don't have to question about when you come into these spaces, do people have a preconceived notion about you based off your race? Right. Because for the longest time, your race has been the standard. Right. Or even being, like again, from a place of ability, right? Um, like being neurodivergent, where it's like, do they have like sensory spaces for me if I get overstimulated? Or is I, do they have um, elevators that, or, or interpreters? Things that might make it easy. I don't say make it easier, but that can accommodate me to do my job efficiently. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and people don't consider that. And and the thing is, we, and when I say we, I mean like, okay, how do I say this? Like, I feel like in America, people of privilege never want to sacrifice their privilege for those who don't. Right. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Cause, and it, cause, yeah, because the justification for their status is baked into 
like the culture and the way we're taught it, it's taught as though they're deserving of it and it's their righteous place to have it right and it's not through exploitation and and maltreatment on any other end so it's like well why <laughs> yes and um Oh, okay. So, did you see Transformers? The new Transformers with like Toby, the newest one? No, yeah. no, I haven't. The girl, I forgot, I forget her name, but she was like in Swarm. I, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Um, so like there was like this viral interview of her going around, and like they're doing like you know know your cast, truth or truth or false, and like the question was like she knows sign language, and they were like false, and she's like no, I do, mm. and they're like why, and there she was saying like, as a black person, I have to walk around in this world, um, and people don't factor me in right and she was saying like and that can be kind of polarizing and isolating enough and so she's like i wanted to learn sign language just to kind of like to be a bright spot for people who might who might have a different ability and and might not be able to hear and like to share in that capacity of signing where it's like i know the world doesn't adapt to you but i'm a safe space Mm. and i i I know you're i took the time to learn this language specifically for you so you won't always have to feel like isolated in these places and spaces mm. and i'm like if that's not a good ally i don't know what it like what is yeah that's awesome and i and i, and I love that where it's like i factor you in and i feel like again I, and we've had like conversations like i feel like that's love yeah, that is community yeah. where it's like i consider you and how you show up and what you need and i can make the adjustment yeah because i care yeah that's that's a beautiful notion i think that's that is a really good example of being an ally and like taking the effort to really, I feel like language is one of those amazing things to really like understand people and, and yeah. culture. Cause there's culture in the language. And we talked about that in, in the, in the words, word, yeah. the words episode about how language can frame understanding and even saving habits potentially or whatever else. Um, so yeah, that's, that's really dope that she did that in your article. Wasn't there also, um, I think you mentioned a portion about freedom too, right? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So they were talking about how like, we don't want to give up freedoms, but like there are people are like, okay, like we give up freedoms all the times and we don't realize it. Yeah. Um, but it always comes down to like our comfort, like our like the comfortability level of the sacrifice, right? Where it's like, we, okay, there is a stop sign or a stop, a red light. Yes. We all stop. That is giving up a freedom. Right. <laughs> for the greater good of safety. <laughs> That's a great point. Like I should be able to go when I want to go. Right. That would be freedom, right? Right. Oh, like you go when you want. And yeah. then, like, you know what? You out here wrecking accidents and, like, and doing all the things. But I'm free. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, like, That's it's... a good point. Right? When she said that, I was like, yo. But you ask people to wear a mask indoors and they lose their ever-loving minds. My freedom tells me I don't have to wear... Okay. Gosh darn mask. Okay. Like, I'm just like, how selfish can you be? Yeah. And that... So that... that and that's a great... That that is a great example in terms of that individual versus collective because it's like, I mean, these are people that wouldn't run a stop sign, but that's a sacrifice of freedom to for the greater good and for greater safety of all, as was a mask. But I think partly because it was politicized in the sense of who was president at the time, you know, and yeah. just the way it was was mentioned. And maybe maybe no matter maybe regardless of who was president, it would have been politicized. That, that's probably true, sadly. But it, it's that's a very good point and very good, very interesting to look at the sacrifices that we make on freedom. And, and I remember reading like some of the philosophical pieces, I think Simone de Beauvoir and others who, who talked about freedom is only really true for a human when they're alone. 
That's true. Because there's nobody else's sensibilities to take into consideration. Like, you could be naked, you could swing your arms from left to right, it doesn't matter. But as soon as I'm in proximity to another person, I should maybe be clothed so that I don't, you know, show them anything (laughs) they don't want to see. And I can't swing my arms around because I might hit them in the face. I'm not free to do certain things because of of proximity to people. So, So, like, the whole idea of, like, we, we talked about it. we talked about July Fourth a few, couple episodes ago, but like, what annoys me at that time is like everybody freedom, fight for freedom, whatever, all this kind of stuff. And <laughs> but it's like it's freedom is just a bland slogan. Like it, it like what you're describing are real sacrifices of freedom that we make for the greater good. Which you know, so that that's kind of the 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 thinking we should really be having rather than just stand by a slogan of freedom, like. Where do we sacrifice our individuality and our individual freedoms for the benefit of society as a whole? Um, and where and where we can agree on those things, that, that's where society can move forward and, and yeah. be hunky-dory. But obviously, we're not in agreement on that. We're not there yet. Nope. <laughs> and it's just like, I... there. Okay, how do I say this? We don't want to compromise. And I just feel like that's not fair. Yeah. And it's like, we, I, I, you just cannot be so resolute into... It's all about you. Because I feel like, you know what it is? I feel like people only care when it hits home. Mm, say more. Like, for example, um, the the whole sign language thing, right? Mm-hmm. That woman, like, the, the actress, she didn't, now, she, again, she said she wanted to learn just because of other people that she didn't even know personally. Got you. But what, but what drives most people there is, like, if you got a kid or you right. somebody in your family, oh, I'm going to learn sign language so I can communicate with my family member. Right. So, and some people don't you. even do that. They're just like, true, hey, true. I'm going to write it on a piece of paper and we're going to slide it back and forth. Damn, that's true. Like, you know, it's, and I feel like, you know what it is? It's lazy. Yeah. And it's entitled because it's like, and I've talked to somebody like this when we were talking about, um, Again, I used to work at a news station, and my mind, I, I, again, like, from just, like, a social justice, like, my mind, like, works in different things, and I'm always thinking about privilege in every aspect. Yeah. And, like, working at this news station, it was not, I don't want to say ADA compliant, but it was just, like, not accessible. Yeah. And I'm like, if we were to have, like, a producer who needed a wheelchair, they wouldn't be able to get to the pit, mm-hmm. because that's what it was. It's like, you have, like, you walk in, you got little steps. Doot, doot, and you're in the pit. Mm-hmm. If you had to get up on the assignment desk, so it's like you have like one, two, like at least you have to go through at least like three, three flights of stairs. Not, and they're not massive stairs. There's like two little steps. And there's two little stairs when you're in a wheelchair. Though, right. right? I mean, yeah. And I'm just like, that wouldn't work. And like his whole thing was just like, well, and I'm going to paraphrase it, but he was just like, well, it's not standard, right? Oof, like, like, oof, like it's oof, not oof, the oof, norm. Oof. And I'm like, but why isn't it? Crimp Camp. Hello. Thank you for putting me on to that. It took me a while to watch it, but I finally watched it. Love that movie. Or the documentary. And it's just like, and it it drives me crazy. Because I I, I always think about things and it's just like, I hate it. Where it's like, why does it have to hit home for you to care? Yeah. Yeah, now, if you don't know, I get it. Because we don't know. We don't know what we don't know. Exactly. But I feel like there are people who know. And then it's like you just don't care. Yeah. And it's like you could spend money. You could like you you could do the renovations, and it wouldn't even be like one percent of your budget. Yeah. You know. And so yeah. it's selfishness, and it's the and that's where I think when we're talking about individualism and like capitalism, it's like the I don't care about anybody else. It's all about my pockets, right? Mm. Amazon, right, and how they mm. treat their workers mm-hmm. and like in those conditions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I'm trying to think of other like organizations, but that's like a big one that comes to my mind. Walmart. Walmart. <laughs> I mean, right? Walmart. 
Like, Walmart was out here um, when Ava DuVernay came out with 13th. Like, the super PAC. Like, that foundation of all these, like, companies who, like, lobby and support certain candidates and, they're, and like, champion certain issues. Like, you know, I'm yeah, like, yeah. this is Victoria's Secret, right? Who, like, they were, they, I know, like, they were one company who were using, like, prison laborers, right? And they were yeah. making pennies. Yeah. Pennies. Legalized slavery. Yes. Um, and so, like, yeah, I feel like we, I feel like we talked a lot about, like, like, like the, the negative of, of, like, the, in the eye versus the 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 me yeah like what do you like, do you think like, it could, do you think that there's any positive instances of i like the i versus the we so i do think there are positives i think there it's it's a it's a balance right i think mm-hmm. there should be a way to celebrate each person's uniqueness and speciality and and their gifts yeah because everybody everybody's everybody's unique mm-hmm. and so I think that, so. One thing I one of my friends in New York who who who's a, who's a therapist and, and has multiple different um, clients and, and just even friends, they mentioned that there are some folks who are, so so black people from the islands or from from the continent in America in the United States they they look favor, favorably on our sense of individualism and just like oh I'm gonna do what's right for me I'm gonna do what's right in my soul and da 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 da, da. whereas like those who are descendants of immigrants like it's like yeah doctor lawyer engineer like that's what you're gonna do we we sacrificed for you to get here so you're gonna make the money and get the education and yeah that's and do this for your family because that's your obligation so those folks look favorably on our idea of collectivism we on our ideal of individualism and our on our our just gumption to just do what we want to do individually and not necessarily do the family business or the family whatever whatever um, and we, I think those of us who are kind of tapped into the, what's missing in terms of our hyper individualistic culture here, we're looking at them like, oh, yo, that's dope. Like y'all families, like all connected. Y'all, the way y'all do weddings is different. Y'all really just be pulling up for each other in ways that kind of f- are, have fallen apart. And hopefully they're, they're true. But like sometimes they fall apart here, whether you're living with your family or not. Like mm-hmm. I know you don't live you know, in proximity to your, to your folks. I mean, the economy pulls us away from family members. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. So, so there's, there's beauty in the individual. I just I think that the beauty what the problem that we're living in is that the aspect of individual that we're focusing on in this culture is with mon- mon- money and wealth mm. not on creativity your 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 ways of being compassionate with people like how you how you pour into people how you how you are of service to to humanity and nature like mm. Those unique specialties should be celebrated and proliferated out as as building blocks of society. Um, Big facts. Instead, it's like, what can you do in in your? What can you do to make money for somebody else? And that's how we judge you and your value. And that's the so. Whereas, like, what you do should be communal and part of like how we all survive in terms of like sustenance and security and um, comfort in our homes and whatnot. We look out for each other with like the boring tasks, like taking out the trash, whatever, whatever. But individually you're allowed to flourish and do what you do like creatively and have the time and space to to do that and safely do that. Yeah. That that was really dope. (laughs) (laughs) What about you? What do you, what do you think? Like, do, do you, do you think that there's do you think there's a downside of the collective? Yeah, I mean, I think so. Cuz I mean, 
January 6th was an was, was that was that not an idea of a collective? It was. And so yeah. it's just like because the collective is just a series of relationships, right? Mm-hmm. So we have to examine the relationship. Is this a healthy relationship? Um, is this something I can align myself with? Yeah. Um, like, like, like that's it. Like that's key. And so I feel like it, it, I'm like, I'm a real big proponent on like when people talk about like, you know, like when they, like when they talk about like surround yourself with like, like just like diverse people, not just mm. in terms of like, like, like racial, like, 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 like demographics or things like that. But like in thought. Like, um, I know we were talking, like, earlier um, when we were joking about, like, like age, like, because, like, I'm like, my birthday's coming up. But, like, a lot of my friends, like, it's, like, I have friends who are, like, in their, like, late 30s. I have friends who are in their early 30s. I have friends who are, like, in their, like, 20s. And it's, like, because it's, like, we're all, like, growing and, like, 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 there's wisdom that can be shared there. Yeah. And, again, like, I think we talked earlier, like, in, like, the, like, or, or like, when we did, like, the, I think it was, like, the July 4th episode when we were talking about, like, expectations and communications. It's the oh, yeah. same way. Like, you have to take survey and take inventory of every relationship. Yeah. Um, and I think it has to be a, a relationship not based on what can you do for me, but, like, on, like, how is this feeding me and pouring into me and how am I also pouring out also mm, mm-hmm, and what mm-hmm. is and I say this like not in a very transactional way but it's like what is the fruit of this mm, like yeah. am I being nurtured am I being supported mm-hmm. am I able to give am I able to love am I able to receive and give wisdom yeah you know what I'm saying yeah because um, like we talked about that like again like where it's like like evaluate like who your people like who, like who is your people right because it's like what's that saying like that old adage where it's like Show me your, like, tell me who your friends are and I'll tell you who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and I'm not saying, like, I'm not saying we're all each a reflection of every single person because everybody might bring something different. But I feel like to the, to some extent, that's true. Yeah, and I, I think the, the parts that you mentioned about January 6th is important. I, I read this book recently called Identity, The Demand for Dignity and the Politics of Resentment by Francis Fukuyama. And... It was interesting. It was very much like a. It was a poly. It was a political science book, so it wasn't like necessarily a fun read. It was. It wasn't too inaccessible. Mm-hmm. So I, I should remove the double negative. It was fairly accessible for like a like a, a, a kind of a study book. Okay. Um, but it was about how identity politics is so important right now, um, and how. And and it goes both ways, as you mentioned with January sixth, like, and the book kind of kind of calls it out, like. You got people on the on the left talking about, oh, I'm gay, I'm this, I'm that, or whatever, and that's important to my identity and my politics. But you also got folk on the other side talking about like, I need my freedom and I, you know, da 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 da, and, and gun rights and whatever else, and 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 they have their identity too. Mm-hmm. How do we bridge the gap between identities that seem so disparate and and unable to work together? When at the end of the day, we do also believe that there is a communal necessity yeah. to our existence, right? Like, I, I don't know how to, I don't, and so the book kind of got into that a little bit, but I'm, but it also kind of like punted on some things. And I, I gave it a three on Goodreads, but, <laughs> but, but like, it, but I don't know. How do you think we do that? Cause like, cause you're right. There's collectors out there that want us to like not be here. Yeah. And, and so how do we work with them? And it's like honestly, I don't know. Like, it's such a like it's such a question because I'll be honest, like identity politics 
right now I am, I, I feel like, I don't say I'm frightened, but I am apprehensive of them, of mm. like of all sides, because my, my thing that I wonder is, and we got in touch on it in the beginning of this episode, it's like with identity politics, are you so rooted into your identity politics that you can't see what's going on in other spaces? Mm. And can you not also, how do I say this? I don't, I, I don't want to say we are not our politics because it's like sometimes like it's a big part of us. Um, but it's like getting back to the humanity of people yeah. and not looking at you like, I don't fuck with you because you're a Democrat or I don't rock with you because you're a Republican right. or you voted. And it's like, because I mean, I used to be like, you voted for Trump. I don't want no part to you. Right. And it's like, I might not be able to understand your ideologies. But OK, I guess here's the question, because I can't understand your ideologies, do I have to discredit your humanity? And the answer should be no, right? And it should be. But again, like uh, that's something I'm working through where it's like... Right. Well, I, yeah, it should be, right. I'm not saying it's easy. Right. Clearly it's not right. easy, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not an easy thing. And it's like really trying to get to know people. And I feel like we live... I feel like in this era that we're in, like, I feel it's like, um, it's like we weaponize, like, identity... Pol- I don't say weaponize it, but it's like we just... We wear it like armor. And we forget to take it off and Facts. to be human. Where it's like, like dead ass, where it's like, listen, I don't want to talk about politics, but like, you want to like, come over and like, watch a game with me or like come (laughs) to game night and like, we can talk about American Idol. I mean, I don't watch American Idol. I don't know. But can we just live? Can we just be? Right? Yeah. Like, can we be neighbors? And it's not like, Mm. you're my white neighbor. You're my black neighbor. It's like, oh, that's Pauly across the street. You want some fish? Crap. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? You want to eat something? <laughs> you know, and it's so... Like, nah, I eat beef. <laughs> like, I, you know I'm a vegetarian. You trying to kill me? <laughs> like, nah. I'm like, but I'll, I'll cut you a pineapple. <laughs> right. I got pineapple. <laughs> nah, but you're right, though. And I, I feel like that's, that's kind of part of... that. Okay, that's a, that's a good question and a good point because it's like... I, I I sometimes I I think in my brain. I looked at the books that I've read. Mm-hmm. Probably seventy to eighty percent of them are about the problems in the world, or me trying to understand people, yeah. black history, like United States and history, like whatever. It's like me spending time and energy trying to understand our problems so that I can maybe eventually start to conceive of some solutions and work towards just bettering this world, etc. You could look at that as a bunch of wasted time because of the jacked up nature of our society. If we were lived if we lived in a society that wasn't ages, capitalistic, patriarchal, blah blah blah, blah all the like Western all the premises, things. all the things, like what would I be spending my time on? Would I now know how to play a guitar even though I have a kid because I haven't <laughs> been reading books about white supremacy? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like that, yeah. like I, I, I use my kid as a, as a, as a loving and joking excuse as to why I bought a guitar and don't have, don't can't play it. <laughs> and it's, it's literally a joke. I'm not being serious. With I, it. I but get like, you though. But I have spent time like reading the books, like, and, and it's just like, and, and the point of being human, I feel like is, is to be in community with each other and to be creative. I think that's what yes. makes us human. It's just yeah. like, is laughter is 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 creating things, building things, 
And, and things can also be just relationships. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you know what I think it is? Like, the reason why I feel like people like us, like, people who are so, like, deep in the trenches of trying to understand why our country and the world is the way it is is because people will sometimes hide behind this, like, who ca- like, the who cares? It's just life. Mm. And like, they'll hide behind that as an excuse to be like, I'm so, like, loving everybody, I'm ignoring all the things. Mm. And so I think it's hard for us where it's like, I don't want to ignore all the things but I also need to enjoy life. Yes, yes, and that's that's important. That's important. Yeah, so one, one thing that I think about in terms of individuality, it's like, I, I, think about, I think about that Bob Marley song, War, where he really just, the song is literally just, the lyrics are just a quote from an Ali Selassie speech where he says, until the color of a man's skin is of no more significance than the color of his eyes. And it's like, you know, there aren't any podcasts, there aren't any news reporters talking about eye color. They're, they're not. Right? Like, there's, there's no, nobody, no, my bookshelf is not, co- not full of people talking about eye color. And, oh, people with blue eyes and red eyes and da-da-da-da. <laughs> like, nobody cares. You know why? Because nobody decided to make society matter about that. Right. You know what I'm saying? And isn't that crazy that we're, I said crazy again. Isn't that wild that we've, like, we've created these things that have caused us so much angst and so many problems and people like us you know and and hopefully those listening are like interested in at least just the thought processes and just trying to make this world a better place but how much energy could be spent towards just being ourselves and being being a me being a me and a we together yes look at that How, how can can we can we build a place where we can be me's and we's together together and peacefully and respectfully and without hurting nobody, without without fat shaming nobody, without, you know, doing anything that 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 hurts somebody else's existence and, and ability to, to be. But isn't that? Yeah, that's beautiful. And like cause that's that's what that's the goal. Right. You want to surround yourself with people who you can be fully present with. Where mm. you don't have to code switch, you don't have to hide parts of yourself. It's you can fully be present, and they can love you even on your good days and your bad days. Yeah, and they can see past it. Where it's like, I know, I know something's bothering you. I know you're hurting, but I still love you. And when you're ready, I'm here. Yeah. Or sometimes where it's like, Nah, girl, you've been down enough. Like time to you know, like like, like wash your ass. We gonna do your hair. <laughs> like like come out. Like we we out. We outside. Yeah, take a walk. Something. Do something. Right. Yeah. But like someone who can love you enough to tell you the truth. Like, mm. cause that gem drop that you dropped on like that episode, the the first one we did, uh, the it's striking 19, vipers. Oh, the striking vipers one. Yeah. Yes. I'm sorry. The, the second one. Yeah, the first one of the mini series. <laughs> where you said, um, you said something where it's like, and I'm gonna paraphrase terribly, but like. Cheating begins where lying starts. Mm. Oh, and right, it's right. Like, and like, oh, okay. Have you ever seen like that that thing with um the like that the it's like a art not an article but it's like a video with Nikki Giovanni and James Baldwin, and she's saying lie to me. But when I the way I interpret it is like essentially it's like be real with me, mm. where it's like I don't just get the the parts of you that are where you're all pissed off because you have to hide your rage, mm. but I get all of you. I mm. get your joy too. And I think when you're in community, like like that, we we can flourish when me can show up present yes. fully. Yes. But if I have to hide, it's not real. It's a lie. It's not, yes. and it's not sustainable. Like mm. it's 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 wild, right? 
I'm sitting here with my eyes closed, looking up the ceiling. Well, my eyes are closed. So I'm not actually seeing the ceiling, but I'm processing that. That is a beautiful thought. That is bars, like, gems, as you say. Because <laughs> there's a quote where it's like it talks about where it's like, damn, how special it is to love somebody, but also how special it is to be loved, to be loved, and to be loved wholly for yeah. you. Yeah, like not the parts that you hide. Not the parts that you that you want to run from, but where you can show up fully and be like, yeah. Yeah. I do want to ask a question that maybe is a challenge, okay? But maybe not. Maybe it's maybe just adds depth and complexity to it, complexion mm-hmm. to it. But you said like, don't we all deserve to be in a community where like we can fully fully be present and be our full selves, etc.? And I I immediately agree, and I think absolutely that's what we should, we should have. But kind of going back to where the episode started, where we talked about when you move into a community, mm-hmm. you kind of lose a little bit of yourself to so that you can find the pieces of commonality in that group because ultimately nobody is going to be exactly you. Mm-hmm. And, and we mentioned that with respect to introversion, but I think in the sense of like a faith-based organizations, like I believe that every spirituality, like everybody has their own direct relationship with their own spirituality, God, whoever, whatever you want to call it. Um, but they might, they might find community in a specific church or a congregation or something like that. Realizing that it's, it's not going to fully embody and articulate your relationship with that entity, mm-hmm. but you're still, it's, it's close enough where you can still seek community and, and enjoy that community in, in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, and even with like education, like you choose, like well, once you have the opportunity to choose like colleges or whatever, you're choosing that based on certain ideals. And what w- I got a kid in elementary school, some kids have IEPs, individual education plans, mm-hmm. really Every kid should have an IEP because every kid's unique and every kid's learning style is unique, but we just don't have enough teachers to teach one kid, one teacher per kid. Right. Um, so I distracted from the original question, but, but it was that in the in kind of the utopian ideal that you described, which I think is beautiful, is there still going to be that sacrifice? Do you still have to sacrifice a little bit of yourself to be included in a group, even if it's a group as as beautiful as you just described. Hmm. Cause I know you're using the word sacrifice, right? So I don't think you sacrifice yourself, but I think when loving other people, like love is a sacrifice. Now I'm hmm. not saying like you have to give, like, I'm not saying like, don't, don't y'all don't. When I say love is a sacrifice, I'm not saying you have to forfeit your bank account. Like, <laughs> no, but, and what I mean, sacrifice, what I'm really saying is to consider, right? Like bell hmm. hooks describes love as like, you know, factoring in um somebody's spiritual and like overall health and wellness right yeah um and so like when i think of love it's like it's to consider you yeah i'm i'm in a community but i'm considering you so it's like okay let's say i'm going shopping and 
I really want to buy a new dress, but I know my neighbor is going through a hard time, right? So maybe I won't use that twenty dollars to buy a dress, but I'll buy her groceries. Dresses are twenty dollars. I'm guessing, like you know, just like <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> but no, I get the point though. That's that's yeah, exactly. Like, cause it's like, okay, do I really need this dress right now? Or, but I know she can use some help. Right. Yeah, um, and like the sacrificing of self, right? Or or like the sacrificing. I don't think you sacrifice parts of you, right? Or or maybe, I feel like maybe being in community, you evolve and you might shed a version of yourself. Mm. Like, you know, like, because, like, we're in community, so community people, they're going to teach us some things about ourselves. Yeah, and I think, as you were speaking, I was thinking about what you were saying, and I was also thinking about you coming to the DMV and, and spending time with the people that you spend time with here. Mm-hmm. And the community you would probably create would be the folks who are either in the DMV, some, some of the folks who may travel here, maybe your families, extended family, whatever. And the love that you give out, and again, not in a quantifiable capitalistic way, but, it, but it's returned. Yeah. Right? And, and, and they feel you, you feel them, and it's a reciprocal flow of just yeah. a feeling and giving and, and, and all of that. And, and, to, and to give is to... to it, giving is a rewarding thing. I guess... If society is designed in the way you described, that that word sacrifice maybe doesn't sound as applicable anymore because it's because again sacrifice when we think about that word we think of a cost we think of a of an if it as a negative but if if you're if you're in if you're if if you're freely giving energy into a communal space that ultimately gives you energy too like it's a contribution right it's a contribution i don't want to say investment because <laughs> that conjures capitalism but in the sense that when you give it also comes back yeah like and even yeah. even from a faith lens where it's like you give not even to expect mm, yeah right where it's yeah. like and i think that's where like that sac- again like sacrifice where it's like i'm giving this and it's like, and, and like, and I think sometimes it's like, we want it to come back, but it's like, we have to be okay with that position where it's like, even if it doesn't come back, I'm okay giving it because I have it to give. Yeah. Like, I love myself enough. My cup is full. I can extend this. Mm. Yeah. And I think, and when your cup is full, like I thought about, like I, I've, I've talked with my therapist about the, um, I always get the name wrong, the something, something hierarchy of needs. Maslow is Maslow. Maslow. Okay. Yeah, Maslow's hierarchy needs and that self-actualization on that top part of that pyramid, you know, so in that community like that where food, clothes, shelter, you know what I'm saying, all the basic needs like love and companionship, all those things are, are, are essentially met, like self-actualization is, is, is achievable and is yeah. more or less the norm and that way there is a free flow of, of, of like of energy and just and, and, and compassion and Okay, so how do we get there? <laughs> this sounds great. How do we get there? I think, I don't know, I think there's a couple of things, right? Like you talk, but you're talking about like basic needs have to be met, mm. right? But let's say for our, like, like uh, I don't know, because I'm thinking like, it's just, not to sound cliche, right? But I think, oh, I don't know. I feel like you're asking me which comes first, the chicken or the egg? Yes. Like, because <laughs> I was going to say, like, the me, like, I feel like there has to be some level of self-work 
But it's like sometimes it's like that self work is put through the test and put through the fire True. of community, and it's like it's it community sharpens you, and it's like you're able to mm. like, then you're able to kind of pour back into the community. Mm. Um, but I think it's like I'm looking at again, and I'm thinking about this even from like a faith perspective, right? Where Paul talks about being content, like he was like whether I had food or whether I didn't, whether I had shelter, or whether I didn't, I was content. And it's like, I don't want to like put like, I don't want to say like, if you're homeless, just be content. Like, but I'm saying like, cause like there are systems in place that are effed up. And I think that you have to realize like, it's not about you. Like, and what I mean, you, I mean, corporations, mm. it's like, what my thing is like, you're going to die and you're not taking that money with you. Right. And right. so again, scripture, what does it profit the man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Right. And again, like easier for that uh, camera to go through the eye of a needle than than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Yes, right? it's just like, but it's like you can't take it with you, and it's like you are being selfish and you're hoarding all these things, and it's like money will come and go, yeah, <laughs> like all of this thing. But it's like your mind is so fixated on this thing you can't think of anybody, think or see of anybody else but you. Yeah, and it's like you're gonna die and people won't even remember you. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. there will be a day where, like, people going to be like, Elon who? <laughs> they might. They might. It's not guaranteed. But it's like, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, what, like, our true legacy is how, we, is how we leave people. Yes. And I heard one of my friends in college who's up in New York now, he, he he's not, he's not, he's, he's agnostic. But I know he's, he comes from a Jewish background. Question. And, uh, yes. Is agnostic? I get ag- uh, agnostic and atheist, atheist confused. Can you break that down? I'm gonna give my who knows is just life disclaimer. This is okay. what I know at this point. <laughs> I, my understanding is that an atheist, atheism is a, is an active belief in no god, no higher power. Okay. Whereas agnostic is kind of like, I don't believe anything, but I am also like not opposed to it either. It's okay. not. It's not like an active choice. It's not an active belief of nothing it's just like it's just like a like they're like i know some there's there there might be something yeah and it's just like it's just it's 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 more it's honestly i think agnostic is more non-committal okay whereas like atheist is like oh yeah there's nothing okay you know what i'm saying yeah so like and but but again like i could be wrong please correct me if i'm wrong out there listeners um but but yeah we we were that was it. But you were talking about your friend in New York. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he, um, back in college, I remember him saying that, like, I, and I, and I, I, I think he said that this is this is a concept in in Judaism. And again, I should look this up. Correct me if I'm wrong if you're listening. Um, but the idea was that whether your soul is in heaven or hell depends on how you're remembered on earth. I don't think that's necessarily true. But that's just my own personal beliefs. But I think it's like my, the, the important thing is about people. Yeah. Like, so your legacy is, like, what you leave behind. Like, because I feel like how people remember you, like, you could, like, because, again, it's, like, let's say, like, you could be, like, a public figure and people might think, like, oh, this person's great, but behind closed doors, you beating up your wife. Now, you, granted, your your wife might be the only person who remembers, like, the, the real you, but if people, like, outside of this, he was a great person, was he? Mm. So maybe maybe that... Cause you know, as you described that, what that reminded me of was um Coco, Coco like the oh the the, the movie? movie Coco. I love that movie. Listen, ah, that movie I, is so good. Once a week, I sing like Recuerdame. Is it Recuerdame? Recuerdame. Yeah, listen, you can't tell me nothing, okay? <laughs> Sheesh. 
but <laughs> but that was a good example of like the, the one guy the main singer like he was actually a scumbag but yes. like everybody gave him all these riches and he was amazing in the afterlife so that that's true i don't i don't i don't think it should be meant like that i think it should be prorated based on proximity of love oh that's another thing that came up too is like the more the more the closer we are to people the closer we are to their flaws and their 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 trials and tribulations mm-hmm. um and their imperfections yeah. and so i think maybe if that for that notion to be true maybe it's like the amount of influence in your post earthly your afterlife <laughs> residence mm-hmm. um is 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 weighted by how well that person knew you so like the 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 the, the better that person knew you like the more weight that their memory of you has in in your in your yeah destination so if, if somebody was like a fan but like didn't actually know you didn't have your f- phone number like that's not gonna add up as much as somebody who actually knew you in life and knew your character knew your character right for sure, and like sure. and and okay and here's the thing too right because i feel like sometimes america we pride ourselves on the individualism right and kiki palmer talked about this in an interview where it's like sometimes and uh, i'm preaching to the choir and by the choir i mean myself where it's like <laughs> Sometimes we want to be like, you hurt me, I'm done, I'm going to cut you off. Right. Like, I'm done with you. And I'm, But the thing is, sometimes, like, we have to extend grace. Mm-hmm. Like, when you were talking about the closer we are to people, the closer, uh, the more proximity we are to their flaws and, and to, like, their own vices and things, right? And so it's like, we are all people, Yeah. right? Like, we are all flawed, we are all going to mess up, and it's like... So we need grace. Yeah. And it's like, and even, like, when we were talking about the... um. The, like like the whole car situation and the perpetrator and like where you and like you were kind of like and not so many were saying like you have to extend grace and like even kind of reminding me of the humanity of this person yeah because like when everything hit the fan i'm like nah like i'm done lock him up like throw him under the jail but having this <laughs> conversation where it's like he made and I, and I hate to say it right like this person made a bad choice it inflicted harm but I guess, like, should he have to pay for this for the rest of his life? I want to put a pin in that because I really want to, I really want to, and it's raw now. So maybe, I don't know if this is the good time or, or not great time to do that. But I want to say maybe in a month or whatever, we revisit that topic. Yeah. And we use it as fodder for a an intimate investigation into restorative justice i love it because because i hear like when we were talking about it before we were on the air like you were very very frustrated and pissed and rightfully so like it's yeah. harm was done and 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 harm harm is harm and it's not good yeah. right and, and and perpetrators of harm should be held accountable the same way kev on stage like apologize or whatever like that was a form of accountability it's years later and she appreciated the, the closure right um maybe more closure maybe more restoration it could still be needed the words are nice, and yeah. I think it was a good it was a good apology. But like in a, in a case of like a car robbery or a case of like, you know, all kinds of harm that can take place, like what what actually repairs that harm, and what actually repairs the harmer in a way because like, like they they say hurt people hurt people right yeah and so like where is this person struggling what 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 isn't connecting in this person's life currently that put him in a position to do this and how can we as a society better equip them so that they're not going to per- per- perpetuate this violence and this yeah. harm in the future um and anyway let's put a pin in that because because yeah. that that could be a whole another that episode. could that could be <laughs> and it's funny you saying that i thought of two things sometimes we drop like communities societies have dropped people and i think a great fictitious example is black panther mm. where 
um, Eric Stevens, I think that was his name, or like his his Indi- Wakanda name was Indijaka. Indijaka. Okay. Yes. Talk about the value of names. Yes. I, I should have mentioned that last episode. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. But he was dropped. Yep. By his community. Yep. And like it turned him into, I think of that the the African product uh, the the proverb where it's like. The child who was shunned by the village will burn it down to feel its warmth. Mm, ooh, ooh, yeah. And so it's like knowing, like, 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 like that, like that. How, like, how do you deal with someone you don't understand? Yeah. Because they didn't understand him and they left him. Yeah. They didn't understand his father and they they committed harm and they fled and they buried it until they couldn't bury it any longer. Yeah, that's a really good point. That's a really really good point. Gems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and and that that's a that, you know that's actually that's a really good point to talk about the whole individual collective piece cuz like you know Injobu his dad had uh, different ideas whatever mm-hmm. and 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 T'Chaka killed him. He didn't. He didn't even like. Didn't mean to, but he did. Yeah, yeah. And he he. And like you pointed out earlier, two sides of the revolution. Yeah. So I in my house I have I have a picture a painting that that I had drawn. It's it's, it's a split profile of of T'Challa and Njaka, and Njaka is Killmonger, aka aka Eric Stevens. And so like I I like that that idea of the two sides of the revolution like one was the one was the violent revolutionary one was like the the peaceful revolutionary like Malcolm Martin like so many different analogies you could draw from there because at the end of the day they want the same thing was to help the diasporic people mm-hmm. and like they just went had different ways of going about it yeah Eric Stevens and J- the Njaka and the Jaka yeah and the Jaka he was right. like we arming everybody and we shooting we go we're we basically oppressors only respond to violence we gonna go violent and. T'Challa is like we don't we don't gotta do all that, but we can empower people, not with violence, but through technology, through innovation, through empowering their minds. Yeah. Um. And my thing is, I don't again unpopular opinion. I don't think either one of them is wrong. Neither do I. Neither do I. But but I think what made Indijaka's approach wrong was the fact that he never was allowed to heal from his hurt yeah and and they and and to the fault of the wakandans they did not embrace him and welcome him in in a way to to give him that 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 opportunity for closure and to heal you know what i'm saying yeah and that's why if we talk about reparations if we talk about anything like that mental health component that that like that healing that traumatic heal individually and collectively needs to be done before we can before we can move turn the page in this in this united states of here america on turtle island um and and yeah. and really like find a better future. Cause I and to be to keep going with this like Wakanda reference, I don't think he got an apology until he died. And even then, I, I'm not even entirely sure. He didn't even really apologize. Yeah, no, I don't think he did. I he think you're he right. never got. And I think uh, again, the power of an apology and two two things, right? An apology can literally make all the difference, mm. right? Like, it doesn't mean, like, the hurt goes away, but it's, like, acknowledging the infliction of pain. Yeah. Right? But on the same token, you have... It is, like, okay, no matter who hurt you, it is your obligation to heal yourself. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. you have to be okay even if you never get the apology. Right. And I think that's, that's a hard pill to swallow. And again, preaching to the choir. Yeah, no, it's true. There's a book that I I have, and I I revisit it every once in a while. It's called the the Book of Forgiving by 
my Desmond Tutu and Info Tutu, his daughter. Really? And okay. and you know you know Desmond Tutu? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for those who don't know, like he 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 was an archbishop and he was instrumental in the Truth and Reconciliation Council commission um when South Africa finally got rid of apartheid and they had a very peaceful way of kind of attempting to reconcile the pain and hurt that had been caused by the downpression of of the apartheid regime and I think a lot can be drawn from that and one of the experiences was like people who were harmed by the police force for example like they were able to talk to people and 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 share their frustrations and vent about the loved ones they lost or the harm that was caused by the police and the people who either directly did it or just represent the force that did it had to sit and listen and that was part of their exoneration from not going to jail and not being physically harmed but you had to sit and listen to the pain that you caused for as long as it takes as hello keywords as long as it takes yeah and 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 like is that better than them being locked up or executed i would hope so mm. you know would that would that change their behavior i would hope so I don't know. I want both of them. You gonna listen in? You gonna go buy and buy? <laughs> well, that was the deal. So <laughs> <laughs> I get it. <laughs> but but in, but in the case of Wakanda, like in the case of you know like that that didn't happen. Like there wasn't like an opportunity for that, um, or an opportunity wasn't created for that. But yeah. Okay, so we talked about Wakanda, and the Black Panther example of me versus we, but there's even a more contemporary movie that just came out the into the spider sorry across the spider-verse the, the latest of the spider-man miles morales series which was freaking amazing and shout out to metro Bo- uh, booming because that that soundtrack the sa- my- yes the soundtrack Fire. soundtrack was in that whole that whole movie that whole movie was amazing like the the whole the whole indian element to it like the whole chai tea like that was hilarious i i, I banged with that like the, just all the layers all the things. punk rock spider-man listen daniel kaluuya sir because i didn't know he was in it like i saw him on the red carpet and I'm he just, was in it wait who, 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 who? oh he, he was the he was the rocker like no the, i didn't I even like, know that i was like bae is that you <laughs> Cause listen, Daniel Kaluuya, I'm gonna shoot my shot, sir. Hey, <laughs> do it. Cause Kiki said you were single. Listen, hey, hey. Well, you were as of in, in the movie. Nope. But mm. sir, so I'm like, and he's like this rocker, and like who's like raging against the machine yeah. of, and I love how. Okay, but continue the the intro to, to the thing. Well, so the movie was dope, but 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 where I think it ties into the me versus we, we we were talking about individual versus collective, like you know. America, United States in individualism versus like responsibility to family and community and all that stuff. And how do we like merge those two together and rec- and honor both of those. And in this movie and, and a million other movies, I know we talked about this earlier, like the matrix, like, like uh, Avengers, like so many movies, like pit a hero with a, the question of like, do you do something selfish for one person you love or yourself or whatever? Or do you save the world? Yeah. And like, that's like a, a constant theme in like theatrics, like whatever. And so, but in this particular case, you've got Miles Morales, who in this, in this, in this latest movie, his dad's a captain. So in the canon of Spider-Man, a police captain dies or whatever is sacrificed for a Spider-Man someone close to, to them, yeah. someone close to them to then be become the next, the, the Spider-Man. And that's like the canon of Spider-Man's life. It's the trauma that spurs the inspires the heroism or whatever and so in that sphere 
he would need to sacrifice his dad in in the spirit of the true canon of Spider-Man. But then on the other side, there's the whole fact that he is an anomaly and he he didn't actually follow the lore or the, not the lore. He didn't follow the canon in his universe. He was supposed to be in another the, the spider that bit him was supposed to be in another universe. So it's messed up in the universe 42 where he is the prowler, spoiler, um which was I which was dope, and I, I I guessed it before it happened. I was like, I was like, yo, he's the prowler. Like, and 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 my kid was like, how did you? Because he had already seen it. He was like, how'd you know? And I was like, <laughs> I knew it. But I think it goes to show him where it's like, this could be my reality without my father. Mm, yeah. Right. Right, and which makes that choice that much more palatable for him, right? Right. So so, but here again, we have that choice of like, okay, the me versus the, the me versus the we. Like, do I save my dad and like mess up this whole Spider Man thing, or? do I let my dad die and sacrifice him to the canon of Spider-Man and let Spider-Man stories continue in my universe as well? But also, how does he fix his own position within the Spider-Verse in the sense that he's an anomaly? He's not even a true Spider-Man, not even a true us in the culture, in the the community of Spider-People. Like... Yeah, because... And then again, unless, and again, like he's wrestling with two communities. Yes. Because you have your nucleus. Intersectionality. Right? (laughs) Right? You have your nucleus, and then you have, like, like you have your family, and then it's like you have the world around you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and again, okay, I think about this, where it's like, yo, I don't think I could do, I don't know if I could choose the greater good. Yeah. Like, like you know what I'm saying? I, and I just feel like, and I love how he's like, I'm in charge of my destiny, and I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. And it's just like, Oh, like that's such a it's such a thing, because like you have this family, and 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 my thing is this too, right? Where it's like these spider people showed him no love or allegiance. True. And so it's like you want me to oh okay, and that's a thing. Do you risk it all for the people who don't even who don't even value you? Yeah. Right. Right. Like, oh, okay. Like, I feel. I feel like. Ooh, yeah, and that and that's I'm thinking about other movie examples where that's the case, and it's like like a lot of times that's a very selfless act. Like people will never know who you are, or will, or or just don't even like they don't care. They don't care about yeah whatever. And so that's yeah. So I, the the second movie was was amazing, and I and I loved how it like set up such a layered and, and complex storyline. Um, a web. A web. Oh, <laughs> gems. A web. <laughs> beautiful <laughs> so so yeah like and and it just it just it just gives us more content you know more fictional n- n- novelish content for for this whole me versus we thing and and i think we're both kind of hoping for a resolution that proves that that's a false choice right like that, do we have to choose me versus we um is there is there a better way and 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 i i I think we both hope that there is. I, I do too. I was so upset that it was like a cliffhanger. And I was like, not y'all doing this to me. Not a cliffhanger. I was in the theater like, you can't end the movie like this. This isn't Netflix where I could just start the next episode. Like, you I, gonna make me wait another three years to figure out what the hell happens next? Bro, I was, I was so upset. Mad. I was highly upset. <laughs> Even, because I'm like, damn it, Fast 10 ended on a cliffhanger. I'm like, now y'all ended on a cliffhanger. I was like, I need answers. Yeah. Okay. Like, but again, beautiful movie, amazing soundtrack, phenomenal cast. 
give them all the things. Give yeah. them all the flowers. Definitely, definitely. Well, we could talk about this forever. We could. As we do with most of these topics. Um, which this is, is why a good one. Like, I, I was glad to come on for this one. Yeah, and I I, I knew I had to have you on this one because yeah. the, 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 the urgency was created by hearing your show. I was like, <laughs> all right, yeah, I got to do this one. Um, so I appreciate you joining me on this one and the last the last the last two as well this has been a blast um sounds like this more in the in the, in the tent <laughs> in the, okay like yeah. this miniseries is lit yeah for sure i really appreciate it um as far as a song we're rocking to is there anything you're rocking to right now i am rocking to burn a boy like sitting on top of the world mm. like that brandy remake like i'm like burn a boy ain't missing okay burn a boy is a beast he is crushing it right now okay um, what song am I rocking to right now? I do not know. <laughs> what was like? What was that song that you were jamming to earlier? And it was fire. It was kind of an I'm a piano song, actually. Like it was Soweto Blues. Yeah, that joint was tight. Long time listeners of this, of this podcast might remember that I've done the Seven Days Walking before, which is um, Ludovico and Audi has an album that came out in 2019 or actually it's seven albums. Each one is about an hour long and it's, it's, it's seven days walking day one through seven. And what I've done in the past was I've, I've, I've tried to do it consecutively, but I always, almost always skip at least one day um, or, or just miss a day and have to, it takes eight or nine days to do it. But I listen to the seven days walking album and I just go for a walk and I walk until the music's over. Um, and it's kind of like a walking meditation. It's, it's, it's not a strict meditation practice, but it's, it's just like Something. move, breathe, listen to the music. And it's interesting. Cause sometimes like the first time I did it, like I felt, I felt like with the music, I'm not hearing my surroundings as much as normal on a walk, but I felt my feet feeling like the pebbles on, on, on the, on the path that I was on more so than I would have otherwise because I'm hearing everything else and that just absorbed my attention. So while wow, folk it was just it was just cool. You're and, present. And yeah, like, it was just yeah. it's just a really and, and so in this 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 past week I was kind of in a little bit of a rut. Like just haven't been working out as much as usual, whatever, whatever, and just just a lot of things going on, tired, whatever. And and I was like, I need to get my ass outside and and I think it was Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday, I, I did I did day one of the seven days walk, walking, and I didn't think I was gonna do all seven days, yeah. but I was just like I just need a jolt of that in my in my energy this week. So so, um, yeah, I recommend that for sure. I love that for you. Thank you, thank you. All right, y'all, that's the show. We appreciate you fitting us into your day. As always, you can get at me on Instagram at real adult. That's R E A L D A D U L T. And you can find me on the socials on the Instagrams at Sierra Charisma. C-I-E-R-R-A-C-A-R-I-S-M-A. All right, all right. As always, you can let us know what you thought about this episode, prior episodes, or any ideas for next episodes. We hope to catch you here next time. Until then, be safe, be well. Peace. Peace, y'all.